It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. That would be our cue to uh, talk. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. And uh, it's a uh, Monday. So uh, we decided Mondays are usually grumpy days, so let's pick a grumpy topic. Well, and that we the mail's slow, so yeah. we don't have a third headset, so we can't have guests yet. Don't, yet. Wor- don't worry. It's coming. Hopefully Wednesday we'll have one, if not definitely Friday. I, I show. feel like it, it, they'll, they'll show up today. That's good. That's but anyway, like. so because the mail's slow and because of it's such a to- – it's a topic that you do – there's a lot of nuance to it and there's a lot of boring math with it. But we're going over playoff points and Mac alignment and how those two things don't work. <laughs> so it's going to be a fun show today. The, the Mac is a little, like, messed up. Like, it was like, it, The Mac is really two separate leagues of three divisions. Yeah, because, well, we'll get into it. But, yeah, you really don't see a lot of teams that play in the gold and silver make a huge jump to the blue and white. I mean, Northern was in the the gold for a little bit, but we'll get into it. Um, Before we go to a break, just going to plug it again because we're doing it, and and it's our show, damn it, so I'll plug what I want to plug. Absolutely. Golf outing, August 20th at the Elks. Listen, people, I've had a lot of people tell me they're going to golf in it. I have not had a lot of people actually fill out the form. If you want to golf in it, and as the day gets closer and people start filling out the form quicker – once we fill up, I'm, I know you've told me, but until I have the form either mailed in to the address on there or online, I just want to make sure your spot's there. Dennis, the form takes 30 seconds to fill out. Just do us a favor and do it so we have to stop sweating about it if we're going to get people to show up. Even I could fill out the form. I might ask Brady if I'm hashtagging, but even <laughs> I can fill out the form. Anyway, you have anything else for this intro? No, I don't. All right. Let's, let's do the uh, break, and let's come out and, uh, and gnaw up the Mac again. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick... 
slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak. Replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. And, uh, we'll get the uh, the gloves off uh, here. Uh, and and I know a lot of this is stuff that we've kind of gone through. Well, I remember the before, I did in the fall. I did a show solo, and I kind of went through this. Um, but again, it's been a while. We have new people listening, and it's a new season, and it, it it's rearing its head again. So basically, the MAC and the new playoff system cannot exist in tandem. It just doesn't work. There is not an even distribution of school size. So go ahead, give the numbers. You- well, it's just like where we have the problem is, is here's what generally happens. Like if you're in the white, okay, you have your own league, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But when you play your crossovers to fill out your schedule, you play a couple of games in the blue and a couple of games in the red. So when you get to like a division like the gold and you've got to play the teams in the blue – and the teams in the silver, there's like this great wide disparity in what class your opponent might be in. Well, it's the, the, the first three, the red, white, and blue, are pretty fine for the most part. There's only one team that's less than a, what, a D2, and yeah, that's Lakeshore. Lakeshore is in the blue as a they, D3 They dropped a lot of population, so they're one of the bigger D3 schools. They're at like 1052, and the cutoff's like, 1100. But in a perfect world, you would move them to the gold, and the gold has three teams that are Division Two. You'd put one of those teams 
Yes. So okay. In the blue, whoever had the biggest population, I guess, is the way you do that. Yeah. So, and I'll get to another point in a second. But if so, you look at the divisions. The red has five white or five ones and a two. That's fine. You, one two on your schedule doesn't hurt you. It, it it's really to prevent division one teams from playing like threes and fours and fives. The the white. Has a, a one one two, two one, uh, one. So again, a good mix. You have a couple twos, whatever. It's not gonna kill you. The blue is still pretty good. You have five twos and a three. The Lakeshore we talked. Well, Frazier is a one. Oh, Frazier is a one now. Yes, you're right. So Frazier now is they gained. They're over fifteen hundred kids at Frazier now. So they're a one. That kind of hurts Frazier, but not a ton. Again, you're playing a lot of twos, but still you don't have a league game with a Division One school. Well, it's just, okay, in your own league now, because the blue is where Portier and I and yes. Portier on Northern are. If you're the Big Reds and the Huskies, you want to win the Frazier game. Yes, that's you the biggest. You want to win the Frazier game bad. Um, and winning the, the Lakeshore game helps you, but it doesn't help you as much as winning the Frazier game does. we are probably a little... We're, it's not as like if you don't win the Frazier no, I know, game, it's, you're screwed. It's not, not do or die, but it's like if you're looking at it, like all your league games aren't the same. Yes. You it, get a little bit more for beating Frazier yes. than you do for getting Lakeshore. You still want to beat both teams and win your league and all that, but it's just it's they're a different quality yes. win. You're looking at the schedule and you're saying, all right, Frazier is going to be an important game to win. Uh and then the gold is where it really gets messy. Cousinos a two. Gross Point North is a two. Roseville is a two. Warren Woods Towers now a two. East Point and St. Clair are threes. St. Clair's or a four. St. Clair's a four, that's yeah. right. East Point's a three. St. Clair's a four. Not horrid, but not ideal. It's awesome for St. Clair. I said on last podcast show... St. Clair is a team that they might be one of those early signs that if they get to five wins or maybe even get the right four wins, they could be four and four going into week nine with a possibility of going to the playoffs. That's a real thing, and that's part of the reason why they're up there. Because, again, the gold's not particularly tough. It's really not. And St. Clair, with, the, with being such a small school, and, I mean, if they can beat a Gross Point North or a Cousineau or a Tower, beat two of them, that's a lot of points for them. And that's why they're in the gold, even though, as of the overall MAC, they probably shouldn't be. No, yeah, they should probably play, be playing in the silver. And then the, but, si- the silver is the biggest cluster you-know-what in the world. It's Marysville at a three, Hazel Park at a five, Fitzgerald at a three, Madison at a seven, Marine City at a five, and Clintondale at a six. That is awful for Marysville. That's not even that good for Marine City because Mariner fans, they know the difference between having a game in East China and going to Frankenmuth. Playing a... Madison really hinders that, really hurts that. Instead of playing a 
East Point or or a, even a, a Lanfear because Lanfear is a Division Four team in the bronze. Centerline's a Division Five team in the bronze with other, just six and sevens. And and it doesn't matter like how good or bad Madison is because I know like Mariner fans know there have been some really good games between Marine City and Madison. Yeah, Madison's been good. That doesn't matter. It, it does just not as much because I think the bonus points, you get like three points per win. Where if you beat it up, let's say they beat Port here on Northern, who's a Division Two, Northern could win three games and Madison would have to win seven for them to get more bonus points, let alone more total playoff points because, uh, because of the way it's set up. And I guess what I'm getting to in all this, you look at it. Now, real quick before... I go, this is what it would look like if you went strictly by population. So I, I, I found all the, the enrollments and went. The bronze would be New Haven, Madison, Clintondale, Clawson, South Lake, Centerline. That's the bronze. The silver. Wait a minute. Because I want to write yes. this down. New Haven, Madison, Clintondale, Clawson, South Lake, Centerline. Okay. That's this year. Now, Marine City would be the smallest team in the silver still. They have six more kids than centerline. So it would be Marine City, Lincoln, Hazel Park, Lamphere, St. Clair, and East Point. That would bump Marysville to the gold. They have ten more than East Point. So Marysville, Fitzgerald, Lakeshore, Gross Point North, Warren Woods Tower, and Port here on high. Okay. They would be the biggest in the gold. Northern would lead off the blue. Them and Roseville have the same amount of kids. Cousino, Gross Point South, Lance Cruz, Lakeview. And then the white would be Sterling Heights, Warren Mott, Frazier, Romeo, Ford, and Utica High. And then the red, Dakota, Ike, Stevenson, Chip Valley, Anchor Bay, Lonscrews North. Basically who you expect to be there minus like Romeo. So again, and then you can you can switch some like if you move Warrenwood's Tower up to the blue and move Northern down to get the rivalries and things like that. Or you move Marysville and East Point, so you get Marysville and with St. Clair and Marine City, that doesn't change too much. But the overall point of this the MAC is supposed to be a league where you have the best six teams in one division, the next six in the next, so on and so forth. That's the idea of the MAC. Yep. This eliminates it. We've Dennis, we've talked to coaches in the area, and they're like, when we go to the MAC meeting, our first complaint is going to be about playing schools that are half our size, that are going to kill our playoff points. At that point. What is the what is the point of the Mac? Plus two, if your point is okay, it's supposed to be the best six, the next yeah. best six, next best six. That's why when they you do get to re- the silver and the bronze, it doesn't add up. Lampfear's in the bronze. They Again, had it's way a, better team it, last year. It is than an Madison. every. They do realign every two years. This is not a realignment year. Yeah. So Lampfear had one good season. I'm sure they'll be moving up next year. Short of them going like zero and nine this year. So you have that, and yeah, it doesn't line up great. And but again, if you're gonna go by size, why? Why, why have the MAC if you're not gonna go? Okay, well, oh well, 
East or St. Clair has been down or they've been really good, but they want more playoff points, so we're going to put them in the gold. You know every AD and every coach is going to – the cat's out of the bag there. Some teams were on it before others. They are going to want to play teams the same size, and when you look at it, you're going to – no matter how you slice it in the MAC, there will be a Division three team with Division five teams. Multiple. Yeah, you can't get away from it. Just be, because you, you – like they're, they're top-heavy. Ones and twos, that's 21 of the 36 Again, teams. The red, white, and, and blue there's is only fine. Fifth, what, 15 teams between three Division and three teams. and Division seven. Yeah. The, the red, white, and blue will work out swimmingly. Like Again, Lakeshore is the lone team in the blue that shouldn't be, and I bet you they're a gold team next year. I bet you they drop down and, like, Roseville moves up into the blue. So that, that will take care of itself. The top end of the MAC is not what I'm worried about as much because that's kind of – I mean, when it first started, it was, what, three divisions? Yeah. It was just the red, white, and blue. The gold, silver, and bronze is where it really hurts. Uh, and I just don't – all right. And I think it's or, not, originally the idea was just geography. Yeah. Like because there was a Mac together, you got all these small teams from the gold, silver, and bronze looking for games, and it's like we're all in the same neighborhood. Why don't we just all play each other? Right. And so they kind of they joined well, the Mac okay. and made those divisions. So the divisions aren't the most geographic. I mean, you have Hazel Park and Marine City in the same division. That's not geographically close. No, but they're 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 in the same division anyways. Yeah, no, I'm saying, like, right now, like, so you're not doing it by geography. I mean, yeah, in Macomb, when you have 18 schools of stones throw away from each other, of course it's going to end up working out. But, like, Anchor Bay is kind of not close to a lot, but they're the same size. Um, so it's not by geography. It's not going to be as much by skill level. Let's be honest. You know that a team like – a borderline 3-4 team is going to try to get up in the blue. Fitzgerald or Marysville, it would behoove them to argue to get up into the blue. Not, not just the gold, that they're in the silver. They would want to be in the blue. You know, Port here on high, they're going to have to do what they can to get into the white and play bigger schools, and that's going to be every single program, not because they want better competition, but because they want bigger and better teams let's look at a different conference for an example let's look at Croslex or north branch they are the only division four teams in the blue water area conference now let me pull this up because i want to be exactly right i don't want to get this wrong um, but i believe everyone else is a five or smaller so I'll i know there's a couple sixes elmont and elkanak are sixes I Almont has lost. Um, I think it's Croslex and maybe Imlay City are the and North Branch are the fours, or is Croslex a five? So that's why we got to look this up. Yeah, this is what I. Um, hold on, this is being dumb for me right now. <laughs> Talk for a minute while I while I get this settled. Um, well, I'm just I'm looking at it like your revamped ones. If we went by size, and if somehow you could get like Northern and Tower, 
or, or somebody like that, you could have a division with Marysville, PH, and Northern, and who wouldn't want that? That would be yep. great, and, and it would be more uh, fair for everybody in terms of what they could do for All playoff right. points. Here's what it is. North Branch is a four. Yale is a five, but if you remember when we talked about it, Yale is like a pair of twins coming to their school away from being a four. MLA City's a four. Richmond's a five. Almont's a five. Algonac's a five. Armada's a five. If this stays the way it is, you're going to see, I, I bet you, if this, if this playoff format stays, you will see major conference realignment around the state of Michigan. Because there's no point to being the biggest school in your conference. What, what's the point for Cross-Lex or MLA City to be in here when they play almost everyone smaller than them? And who is Cross-Lex going to grab? I mean, okay, they can try to get Marysville or St. Clair on the schedule, which they've done in the past. Right now their non-conference games are Williamston and es- Essexville-Garber. Not who are two Division five. Division five teams, so they're actually smaller than Crosslex. Right, they're good. North Branch, they play Redford Thurst in their opening game in Linden, so they were able to go bigger. And Emily City, for reference, uh, the other D four school, Durand, who's a D six, and Flint Southwestern, who's a D three. So it's it's gonna be tough again. With three D six or two, was it two D sixes in yep. the BWAC and three D fives? If Richmond keeps going down in size, if Almont stays a D six, if Armada keeps going down in size, you might see leagues start to crumble. There is going to be a a lot to handle for the people in charge in the Macomb Area Conference. And there's got to be some conversations in the BWAC because teams like Croslex and MLA City are going to go, this is going to hurt our chances to make the playoffs. It's just what it is. I'm just, I was, I was looking at it and I was just thinking geography-wise, but you, you can't even get bailed out that way. Because I'm thinking, well, then there's some sort of mix between the GTC East and the BWAC. But there isn't. No. The GTC East has That's four actually, Division Eight teams, one Division Seven team, and the biggest school in the GTC East is Memphis. They're D5. Yeah, because they, aren't they co-oping with Landmark? Yeah. So they – well, Memphis has in some like, sports, So, but that bumps them up. Yeah. And the GTC East is a conference that works. There's no reason for them to change. They're D8s and D7s. All right. But it's like if you're Algonac and Elmont, you're like, oh, well, let's go to, to that league. But there's really well, they, nobody. They don't want to leave. Why would Elmont want to leave? Yeah, no, they wouldn't. But, like, if you're the other BWAC schools and you're going, yeah, this doesn't fit. And then there's the whole rivalry thing yeah. that you lose, too, with all of that. So, okay, you're Coach LeGro. You're trying to schedule uh, – you're trying to schedule non-conference games. Now, he scheduled these teams because I'm he's from – these areas he knows these coaches that's why but again you want to maximize let's say because he's playing 
I, I don't want to say below his weight just because that implies they're worse. Below their size. Yeah, they're, and, they're just and, smaller schools. Yes. We're not saying they're bad schools. Everybody knows we, we circle the Elmont Crosslex game on the schedule for how many years in a row now? Right. It's just a matter of now that that win would mean a lot more to Elmont than it would to Crosslex playoffs point-wise. So let's say this schedule costs Crosslex a home district final. Let's say they're 8-1 and one and whatever other D4 school is 8-1 and one and they have more points. So now he's going to go try and schedule bigger schools. So what are his options? Is he call up Port here on Northern and Port here on High? Why would they schedule him? They can get crossovers and play bigger schools all the time. There's nothing stopping Port here on High from scheduling Lakeview or Frazier, or I guess Frazier's in their league, or I guess name a Mac White school or, or, or Warren Fitzgerald, who's a D3. Okay, you call Marysville. That's a potential partnership. But again, Marysville in the silver, they need everything they can get to play a school bigger than them. They're playing D6s and D7s. So now you're trying to mix sizes, and again, there's no solution that was perfect. But how? I guess my question to you, Dennis, would be, after rambling through all this, what? How many teams that should have won a state championship didn't make the playoffs under the old system? Mm, that's. Because that's yeah. what it's, this, that's what this is trying to avoid, and I don't know the answer. And, and I are there really? Is there really anybody like when when you boil down to it, teams that should win a state championship get theirs, right? And again, I don't know because I don't know every team in the state. I don't know what Catholic league school went had a bad record, but was in a different division and didn't make it. So if there, is an, if there is an example, I'll change my tone a bit. But under this system, that's what you're trying to do, right? You're trying to get the, mo- the, the, the teams that deserve to be in there the most. But if you're arguing over who should be number 31 and who's number 32 and 33 and 34, okay, what are you really arguing about? Well, my my other, what my other thing is is okay. So we changed the system, but is that going to change the groupings? So because a lot of times we see it where you get a district where there's two teams in the district that could win a state title, but they're going to play each other. Well, no, that's not. I mean, it's just getting in because that they just do that by geography for for obvious reasons yeah, for but, money. But, uh, again, if, if you're really going to boil down to it, and this is about getting teams who should win a championship their chance, that's what needs to be fixed over the playoff points. Again, my argument would be, okay, yeah, maybe you get Team 32 in instead of Team 35 under the old system. But the thing was before, okay, they're going to try to schedule easy games to get easy wins, right? You're going to those teams get exposed, right? You're going to schedule those games. Okay, now you're just trying to schedule big bad teams. Like it doesn't change that you're just you're just trying to get your points in different ways. Now, guess what? If I know a team's going nine and zero, and I have an open spot on my schedule, I might be fodder to them just so, so I can get all those bonus points. Who cares? It doesn't matter if you lose by one or a hundred. 
I lose to a 9-0 and Chippewa Valley team, I get all those points. I get as much points as I would a win over a bad team. Yeah, uh, if, if I schedule New Haven that week. Yeah. and you I, beat, get, I get more points for losing to Chippewa Valley. And knowing you don't have a chance. And the other thing I'd say is at what cost is this going to be at? Because I don't want to talk ad nauseum about this, but if you start to see leagues change – and I haven't looked, and maybe that could be a homework assignment for this week, is to look at every single league and see how much disparity there is, and maybe we're being overdramatic about it. But, again, there's got to be a little bit of worry for Croslex, for Marysville, for Emily City, for North Branch. And, again, it helps some local teams. St. Clair is a team that could be at three, four wins with a couple games left and be in playoff contention. That's the that's the funny part of it is we're really not going to know, and we probably won't even know after just one season. Mm-hmm. Like, it might not change anything at all, or it might change everything drastically. Yeah. And we have to play out the season and find out first. And there's no perfect solution. Okay, do you want a, one solution? Um, you can put everyone in. No qualifiers. First round of playoffs is going to be a bloodbath. You well, we saw, that, we saw yeah. that this past season. They let everybody in. And, the fr- and we had, uh, what, um, I, I did this. The average was, margin of victory was like 44 points yeah, or something. The, the, and, and the number of teams that scored 60 points in a first round playoff game, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that's not the worst solution in the world. Um, I know I talked to Legro about this. He had some system where, like, the regular season is basically I, – I, I, we'd have to get him on to explain it. I don't want to – it was intricate, but it sounded possible. But anyway, do you have anything else on this before we, we wrap this up? No. We, I think we've, we've beaten this one as far as we can until we actually get a season in under it and see how it changes anything or if it changes anything at all. All right. All right. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services. Services, LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. It's uh, it's already July the uh, 12th, Brady. I'm just throwing that out there because it's I know. going fast, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like it just it just seems like we just wrapped up baseball and softball that that was just like a, a few days ago, but it's mm-hmm. actually it's been a while now. Yeah, it it has and I mean what camp starts like August 5th. Yeah. So Exciting. and 
Yeah, and we're going to have to get a lot of people on in a short time because – We will. Yeah. There's we a lot three of three shows a week, so. Yeah. There's a lot of people we need to get on. We still need to get Rathji and Rice on because, well, if it wasn't for our headset, they would have been on yeah. already. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, this isn't directly related to high school sports, but I kind of wanted to see your thoughts on this and just kind of throw a general question out there. Okay. Um, the European soccer championships were, or yesterday it was Italy versus England, right? Yep. And they played to a 90 minute tie. It was one, one. So they went to extra time, 30 minutes of that was up and then they go to penalty kicks. And to me, penalty kicks are the absolute worst way to decide a winner in a sporting <laughs> event. You just played for two hours and it's gonna come down to a gimmick essentially now the way i was gonna try to reel this back or relate it is what are some of the things that in sports and i guess specifically high school sports but in general like rules or things they do that you don't like because okay i understand well, if, you're, can, if you have i a, can give you two right if off the you top. have a regular season game that you want to decide in penalty kicks like with hockey you want to go to a shootout or like in high school it ends in a tie they play what one overtime if no one scores it's, yeah, a tie. it's a tie that's fine in the playoffs they just keep going they don't do a shootout a shootout's fine if you want to decide a winner and the regular season you don't want to play eight overtimes but you're, you're sending uh, – this was a European championship. It came down to a gimmick. Uh, that well, just you know, is something I didn't like. And, 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 and let me ask you this, because at one time what they would do is just completely replay the game. Like they'd wait a day and they'd come back because they didn't have a winner the first time they played, and they would replay the game right from the beginning. I mean, it, it's better than I – just, I just hate penalty kicks because – it seems like the biggest gimmick. I don't love the shootout either. No, but I've, for a regular season, I don't mind. Like it's a regular season game. I've, Whatever. I've never liked the shootout. Now, when when I was younger, because mm-hmm. I'm a little older here, um, the games ended in a tie, and it never bothered me. Some nights there is no winner. Some nights the teams play pretty even, and the game should end in a tie. And there weren't that many ties mm-hmm. that it was an issue. Like, I didn't go, oh, all they do is tie. They, they play an 80-game schedule, and you tie right. 10, 12 how times many, a season. How many high school games ended in a tie? I, yeah. Marysville Thumb Legion. Yeah. I don't think Northern tied, did they? No. And they no. played, like, seven <laughs> overtime games. Yeah, they played games. a lot of overtime games. So, it now, happened. I, I, I've never liked the shootout at any level. Um, never been a fan of that. You, you know the one that, uh, that I don't like? It's the one that they're doing in baseball right now, putting the runner at second base. Yeah, in extra that's, innings. That is just so little league to me. And they don't. And it shouldn't be in pro sports. And I don't want to see it in high school sports. Then they don't. High school sports doesn't just keep playing. It, it, that's very. You said little league. It makes me think of rec softball. Like, like you're watching beer league softball when that happens. That is awful. It, no, because it, who cares if a game goes 12 innings? I understood it for the COVID year. You're playing like. 60 games in like 55 days okay you want to save every inning you can but no in high school I like that they just keep going no runner on second whoever scores scores I don't like a 
close game decided. Because that's another thing, like with a gimmick. Now, yeah, it, yeah, like basketball, you just go to overtime. You just keep playing. Basketball, I guess the only the only big difference between high school and professional is that jump balls use the possession arrow, where in the NBA you actually do a yeah, jump ball. But you have less jump balls in the NBA than you do yeah, high at school, the high school level. Especially girls basketball, you get like sometimes five, six jump balls in a quarter. So that, I, mean, I, I have the, no problem. The possession arrow rule is fine. I, uh, that's a good rule. It, it's Yeah, I have no problem with it. Um, like, yeah, w- with basketball, I don't, I don't really have any issues with the way they do it other than because we had the situation with the Ferndale game and it's not the first time that right, I've the seen shot that clock. done is do we need a shot clock and is a shot clock something that you can legitimately – do yeah because i don't because of cost yes like can you get a shot clock into every gym in the state of michigan and and is it really like is that what we should be spending our money on yeah i yeah that's the thing the shot clock is not a i don't think it's a philosophical issue it's a logistics issue because the other thing and i hear coaches yelling right now they have to find someone to run it they have to find someone that one they can trust, and two, is competent enough to hit it every time it touches the rim because you already have a guy, someone running your book, running the scoreboard. I'm sure you had to get a – there's a faculty member usually as a, like a game rep that's just making sure the piece is kept. That's another – a lot of times they have to find a PA announcer. That's another person you have to find – and or another job for the guy if you're that little school and you got the one guy that does everything. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you, yeah, that's it's easy to do if you're probably Portier on higher Portier on northern. You have more people to pick from. Um but if you're in Ubley, Pack, Carsonville, Port Sanilac, you have like 50 people in your school to pick from, and you're already probably getting a parent or two to do the book and do the PA announcing and all that. Well, I'll, I'll use SC4 as an example because they use a shot clock mm-hmm. in, in the game, and they do a great job, but there's still once every game where they've got to stop because something went wrong. They've right. got to reset the shot clock, and you know the officials have to gather, and they have to make sure that it was done right. Yeah. And that's with guys who are paying attention and do a great job. Yeah, it, it's just human error. And, again, they'd be volunteers. Now, my question for you would be, what would you put the length of the shot clock at? Um, geez, what, I mean, what is – because the NBA is 24 the, the seconds. The NBA is 24. We don't need a 24-second 30 shot clock in high school basketball. I, a minute? I was going to say that 40. Like ridiculous? I was going to say like 40 seconds. 40 to 45. Because the goal of a shot clock in high, in high school is not to speed up the game, get more shots up. You're not trying to make it more entertaining for the fans that bought tickets. You're trying to prevent what the, Ferndale the, did, sit yes. on the ball for three minutes. Yes. Sit on the ball for 40 seconds. Okay, whatever. I mean, that's... That's not the biggest thing. If you're down with 40 seconds to go, you have more. You can't really complain. But 
yeah, to sit on it for three, four minutes, or I know you to, you've told the story, sit on it, you win the tip, and sit on it for the whole first yeah, quarter. I've seen a team sit on it for the, an entire quarter once. Yeah. That's what it's there to prevent. So you don't need some ridiculously quick one that it becomes an issue all game. You're just looking to prevent teams from running 90-second possessions and just going, 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 going. That, that's what I would propose, a 40 or 45-second shot clock, because then it also doesn't become an issue as much. You don't need someone, like with a, if you had a 24-second shot clock, whoever's doing it has to be on top of it to get it, to get it going. Um, I guess the other question with the shot clock would be, it hits the rim, you get the rebound. Do you reset to 40 or do you shorten it up again? I, I think for, for high school, you have to keep it uniform. So if you get an offensive rebound, it's a brand new possession. You mm. start the clock all over again rather than like that because that's just another thing for somebody. Again, this isn't a professional timekeeper. Mm-hmm. This is a novice. This is somebody who has volunteered to do this job. How many rules and things do they need to remember? Because right. that's just going to add to screwing up. And I don't know how it works, um, but if they implemented a shot clock one, I would say you let's say they vote tomorrow. The MHSA goes, all right, we're doing a shot clock. You got to give schools what, like two years to put it in. You have to give them time, unless the MHSA wants to foot the bill for all the shot clocks or help them out. Yeah, like you have to give again. That's the big thing is is how much does it cost? Because again, it's it's got to be installed where people can see it. Right, so you're gonna put I'm it by your scoreboard. I'm, I'm assuming you're putting it either uh, either on the backboard or on the scoreboard. And if um, you're putting them on the backboard, you got to have one at each end. Yes, so that's well. You're gonna have to have one at each end either way, so you can whoever's going can yeah. see it. Um, it's just yeah, it, it it's hard if it can't be somehow incorporated into the scoreboards that are already in the gym. So just looking, I just did a quick Google search. It looks like there's these like portable ones on wheels. See, oh uh, yeah, so they're not by any means the best ones. But, but they could be put in the gym you know, where players yes. could see them. And, and it's $600 on whatever website this is. For one. For two. For two. Yes. For two shot clocks and the controller. Again, that's not awful. Um, I'm assuming. Until I go, how many schools are there in the state? Yeah. Well, let's just go to the Mac. 32 times 600. If we wanted to furnish all the Mac schools, it's almost $20,000. Right. So now, you know, again, we're, we're talking you're, – you're going to be – I mean, I'm just looking – You're going through. to be over a million dollars to get this project done. Do they have that money? Or do you – or, or, or do they just or are save you the that, school? Or that, that uh, parent or something that's like, well, it's schools. Couldn't we spend that money on something – that's Different. where the issue becomes. I mean, it is a one-time expense. If each school does it, I don't know which ones they'd get. I'm sure the MHSA would broker a deal with a company. Um, but the shot clock is the is the big issue. Yeah, whoever that manufacturer is, you'd, you'd hear their name a lot during this week in high school sports. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You would – I'm sure it wouldn't uh, – I don't know the, the inner workings, but um, – that's the biggest thing is the logistics of putting a shot clock in because, 
I do think it would be better. And when I was out, I there were like at some games, especially the playoff games, there were college scouts there and I was talking and he said one of the things he said is like, Yeah, with not having a shot clock in Michigan, um, one thing we look for is teams that play at actual speed and don't sit so we know the kid can come play at our level that and play at that speed. So that's something else that helps you prepare a little bit more uh, for. I'd have to look, and maybe I can do it during the break, but see how many states actually have a high school shot clock. Yeah. It, that, I bet the states like California and that have them. Um, it just seems like something that they would be doing, that they're progressive. Maybe Texas. Maybe none of them have it. Um, I'd have to double check. Um, duh, 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 duh. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to look this up over the break. But it looks like the NHF, or the NFHS, the national one, is saying that beginning in twenty two, twenty three, that a shot clock will be allowed. Um, yeah, so no states have it now, at least according to this, but in not this coming season, but the next one, they'll be allowed to have it. Which means that they're, they're getting time that it, to set it up. Yeah, and they're also Because that's what they have to do. Even if they said, okay, today we yeah. want a shot clock, they'd have to say we want a shot clock by two years from now. 2024 or whatever. Yeah. So, all yes. right. We'll, t- we'll take this break and then we'll come back. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-87. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 918 
Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Dennis and Brady on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast uh, here on a, uh, a Monday. Uh, yeah, we were just uh, talking about uh, rules and such. By the way, I was wrong. There are eight states that have a shot clock. New York. Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Washington, California, Maryland, North and South Dakota. Does it say what they're um, – I did see that the California one was the same as the NCAA. I think it was like okay. 30 for boys and 35 for girls or reversed. Um, so, again, not a uh, not a huge one. Um, looking Because then that would be the next question. Should the rules in all the states be the same? Well, if there was a national thing that said um, nine U.S. states require the use of a shot clock of 30 or 35 seconds in high school competition. Okay, so California and Georgia are going to have it later, and then the ones I named before have it. Also, the District of Columbia uses a shot clock. So it was a lot of East Coast, and then for some reason the North Dakota, Dakota and South the Dakotas Dakota. have it. <laughs> but so it looks like yeah, thirty or thirty-five seconds. So I would be a, a proponent of the thirty-five second shot clock. Now uh, you're you're against penalty kicks. I do know in, in soccer they do use the penalty kicks. I, I'm just not sure how and and where. It's, but I I think they get used in. In the, the game, the, yeah, I yeah. Think, if you get fouled in the in, box, well, no, yeah. I think oh. in in playoff games. Oh yeah, if. I think if you see a double overtime score, that's penalty kicks. Yeah, if they go, but they the, have an overtime. If they're then, t- they have extra time because it's not yeah. sudden death, so you can score as many goals as you want. But well, I think in high school soccer it might be sudden oh, death. It, just, I, I haven't been to a high school soccer game in several years, so I think they just do extra time in high school soccer. But anyway, um, so there are nine states that use it. I don't know why Michigan couldn't be one. And it's not like they're all really small states that don't have a lot of schools. You have New York. You have 
you have California and Georgia, along with small states like Rhode Island, Maryland. I'm sure there's not a ton of schools in North and South Dakota, but it's it's a wide range of states. There's no reason why Michigan couldn't become number ten. And I know, yeah, yeah as we said, it's more of a logistics thing than a than anything else. But I'm sure people could figure it out. There are schools that have good leadership and good administration that it wouldn't be too hard to do. Then there's schools where the coaches have to do everything, where they will be tearing their hair out figuring that out. But <laughs> I'm sure a lot of coaches that would be for it would be willing to have that little extra headache to, to figure it out. I mean, you, if you really want to, you could get a student volunteer. That would be something interesting to do is get a vote of of the coaches like pull the every coach in the state boys and girls basketball yeah. who's for it who's against it because mm-hmm. I'd be interested to know what they think <laughs> have it they like a supreme court decision I'm just curious are we pushing a rule that they want or are we pushing a rule that they don't really care about well I can tell you one coach that wants it <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably cutting some hair right now yep. um but I don't know the shot clock is something but that... But there might be a day where, where he needs to use that strategy. But, again, holding the ball for 30, 45 seconds is one thing. Like, running an offense to kill a clock is one thing where you're passing, moving the ball around. Standing there is another. I don't like it, but there have been times where a team has grabbed a rebound with, say, two minutes to go in the game, and I'm doing the broadcast, and I'd say, I'd dribble this thing up, and I wouldn't shoot it. I wouldn't shoot it. I'd make them come out and follow me. Well, again, you said as a coach, you don't have to. The Ferndale coach was not wrong in what he did. He did not cheat the game. He did not do anything unethical. It's just something that as a fan, as a broadcaster, and as someone who wanted Cross Lex to win, I didn't like what he did. (laughs) Because I just think it's – I do think it's a little weak. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, but there are situations where I said, you know what, the smart thing to do here is do nothing. Right. Hold the ball, and they have to come out and follow you and make your free throws, and you'll win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure if Cross-Lex did it, I'd be saying Lance did what he needed to do. Yeah. Oh, exactly, especially if they win, win the game. We're talking about, what? oh, what great. He, it's the greatest coaching decision in the history of the but game. <laughs> I do think if you do hold it for two, three minutes and you don't, and it's tied and you don't make the, buck, the basket at the end, you just automatically lose. <laughs> you're, if you want to push your chips in the middle, you're, you're pushing your chips in the middle. You don't. Well, uh, how, about, how about this? <laughs> Not if, really. If, if but. you don't win, they get a technical free throw to try to beat you before it goes to overtime. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't get to sit there. And, no, if, you're gonna, if you want to take the last shot for the win, you better make sure you're going to make it. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. I guess one way to try to at least combat it a little bit. By, by is, the end of it, we're going to have rules like basketball. <laughs> yeah. This is what a summer episode of Get Stuck on Sports will get. Oh, football's coming around the corner. We, yes, need, that other, we need that other headset to it's come in. It's on the way. I'm, I know. There's nothing I can do for it. I know. But do you have anything else for today? No, I don't. All right. Thank goodness. It's been, Yeah. <laughs> anyway, hopefully we'll get someone in. I here actually enjoyed with, that. I did too. 
again, we do enough. I mean, geez, during basketball and baseball, we didn't have time to talk about anything else. We just talked about the games, that, especially baseball and softball season. There were games that we were like, oh, yeah, this happened. Good job. That we covered. <laughs> yeah. Because like, there were some Monday shows we'd have like eight games to talk about. Well, you, you go to a tournament over the weekend, mm-hmm. and yeah. You forget, you forget you saw games on Thursday and Friday mm-hmm. that, you, that you wanted to talk about because really good things happened there. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Um, you want the last word today? No, you go ahead. All right, sign up for a golf outing. Actually fill out the form, people, or put it in snail mail. Dennis will get that. So, From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.